clock still turning, always keep one while I ask, keep working. The DJ's on my team, I'm serving the DJ's on my team. Then I get a gold DJ, gold DJ. Then I get a gold DJ. And I might be your biggest fan, no Thought maybe you could take me where you come from And maybe I could show you what I'm made of Yeah, baby, I could find some time to get close But really, I ain't got no time for fake love I wake up and take drugs Bottle of Henny on my body then Cause somebody tell me what a party at All is toast to the good life Passed it to the left and she brought it back And now the blunt's still burning The clock's still turning Always keep one while I ask Keep twerking The DJ's on my team I'm serving the DJ's on my team Then I get a gold DJ Gold DJ Then I get a gold DJ I ride around with my head 38 special Living in heaven, still dealing with the devil But I ain't really worried about none of that Pour another shot, then let's run it back Roll another blunt, I got too much tree Buy another bottle, baby, it's on me Ain't no pilot for the plane, but we fly tonight And you ain't gotta tell me that I'm rolling right See the blood still burning, the clock still turning The waist keep whining while I ask Keep twerking, the DJ's on my team I'm certain the DJ's on my team Then I get a gold DJ Welcome back, Jer. Welcome back, man. That was that was Go DJ by Kate Trinata and Sir. Jer, listen, man. Uh, now and forever, like that Drake song. You know what I'm saying? You were tuned in to the one and only Stay Down Podcast. All right, I'm your very humble and sometimes harsh host, Jay Sims, aka Jay Trey, aka Jigga J, aka. Listen, tell your chick to stop texting me, you hear me? I'm trying to do better in my life, alright? Um, listen, man. I had the pleasure, the unique pleasure of sitting with Birmingham's own, alright? One of the most daring DJs. You may have heard his mixes on 104.1 The Beat. Between the hours of 12, 5, and 9. You heard? Um... Fuck out of here uh, Nah he a, he, a, he a heavy hitter uh, I think he with the heavy hitters Shout out to the heavy hitters I think he is the founder Of the Fitted Cap movement Alright The one and only DJ New Era I had the pleasure You know what I'm saying Of exchanging words With the, the young king You know what I'm saying We talked about um His Fairfield ties uh, By the way Shout out to them boys uh, That boys basketball team That just just took on the state title for the first time, you know. Gotta show love for that. You hear me? 
Um, we talked about, you know what I'm saying, college life. I believe he called himself a thought in this interview. So, you know what I'm saying, look out for things of that nature. Uh, listen, um, we definitely got real on this interview. His love for logic, you know, NBA predictions. We talked about a lot of things, man. You can, we talked about some things you can you can take away from too. Like don't get it misconstrued. It, you hear me? You know what I'm saying? This is a definitely an interview you can you can grow from and know from. You know what I'm saying? Let's get into this, man. Listen, greatness is a process. You only get there by staying down. Them were the days right there though. Yeah. They don't make college but high school like they used to though. College has changed a whole lot too, Seuss. It's all based off of really who you know why you there to make opportunities happen when you get out, man. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think uh I seen you was a Q dog or something. An Omega. Omega South Five, yeah, yeah. Okay. Omega. Okay. So you can say a Q, but I always tell people uh I'm an Omega man. Okay. Yeah. Q's I'll... get a bad rap, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Q's be some freak freak shit, like it 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 all depends on <laughs> you talking Greek talk I don't want to give out Too many that's secrets true, right true. now <laughs> That's a whole other conversation man that's true. That's true. Where, you, where, where are you from? Uh, originally from uh, Montgomery, Alabama Montgomery? Yeah, Montgomery, Alabama Okay Yeah, I got a few chicks in Montgomery You, you, you visit? Uh, I haven't been back to Montgomery The last time I was there I had to do uh, It was a gig for University of Alabama in Montgomery Yeah uh, it was a program for kids that were adopted. Yeah, but those kids were, uh, man, I forgot what it was about, but I had to DJ basically for two days on campus. Okay. And I was upset the fact that the dorm room, I had to stay in the dorm room out there, but yeah. luckily one of my one of my homeboys, he gave me a spot to just lay my head, so that was cool. But I made good money. I met, I met some good friends. How was life uh, growing up in Montgomery? This is uh, I really don't remember because I was like I said I was born there, and I lived there for about about a year. From my folks told me, then I moved to um, moved to Ohio, and I don't I don't remember that much either either from there, and then from Ohio down to back to Birmingham. Okay. So I stayed over in uh I stayed over in Fairfield by Miles College, mm -hmm. over in the projects. Okay. So you know my dad had a house. Um, close to like literally right up the street from his mom. Like we, I remember that much now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fairfield, that was man. You, you, you said you didn't go to Fairfield High. Yeah, I went to Fairfield. I finished. Um, I went to Glen Oaks Elementary. Finished there. Okay. And then left there. Finished at Forest Hill. So that was around the time Birmingham J and, and everything was popping off. Uh, Birmingham J. What was, was that the Rich Boy era? No, that was. I, I want to say that was the Birmingham J era, Rich Boy era. And MP era, mm -hmm. that was around the time MP came out with those uh, with those tapes, those series of mixtapes, killing the scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I seen uh, you actually busting a couple uh, sales on the uh, mixtape. <laughs> yeah, that mixtapes is what um, how you started? That's what really gave me my break. Mixtape. Okay. Um, like I said, I started doing mixtapes, and I want to say I started selling bootleg CDs. Let's do that. Okay. CDs out of high school, out the back of my trunk. So this high school, yeah. we, we we in Fairfield. I'm Fairfield, scene, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were there. Yeah. You selling you selling tapes to like students. Ah, uh, shit! Anybody that wanted a mixtape or a tape, I had like the whole album, like 
somebody, let's say Jeezy dropped a new album, mm. and back then they had this thing called, um, it was this thing called uh, Mixtape Torrent on the thing, and you can just download, type in the name of the tape you wanted, and the whole tape would just pull up. It was illegal, but yeah. I mean, that was a way to keep my hustle going, like I, because I needed I needed the income at the time, because I, I had a job at Bruno's, mm. and that was like... He threw it back with right, the Bruno's. Right, dude, I was bagging groceries, dog. I think it was like... Um, I was making like five, five thirty-five an hour. Yeah, and you got paid every week, but I mean, part time at a grocery store, five dollars an hour. My checks were like eighty bucks every week. Yeah. So, I mean, that was my first job. And this is two thousand and two thousand and let me see, two thousand and five. Yeah, two thousand five. Two thousand five is my first job. Yeah. Okay. So that that's around the first time you, you started. This yeah. is high school. This is high, high school. school. Yeah, high school was the first time I actually started doing it doing the, the CDs. Mm-hmm. And then the mixtapes didn't come about until uh college. Mm. That's how that happened. Um uh I, I was known as the, the C D guy around the campus. Mm-hmm. And um What do you listen to around this time? Because around mean, that time? Yeah. Uh, I would say Wu Tang. I was a true hip hop head. Onyx, Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. I still am, but uh, Onyx, Wu Tang. Um, around this time. Around that time, like 2005, 2006, right? Okay, okay. So we're talking when still I finished high school. high school. Yeah, because okay. you know I I came up on like because you th- finished high school in 2000 2005. Five. Okay. Right. So at the time of why I was in high school, it was Wu Tang, Onyx. Mm. Uh, I was a true. I still am a true Diplomats fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron, Cameron all just that dropped stuff. something. Yeah, yeah, it was. You like dope. that? Yeah, I, I like the cut he had. The two sons he had with Max B. Okay, it was, okay. It was creative. Um, yeah, I fuck with that Wale joint. <laughs> you like that I joint? Like, I fuck with that joint. Dope, 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 dope. You know what I'm saying? How was How was Fairfield? Was Fairfield good to you though? Like, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, yeah, man, bro. Yeah, bro. High school was. High school. My best times at Fairfield were my. Well, honestly, my 11th, 12th grade year, mm. that was my best years because that's when I got my license. My my I got my license my 10th grade year, but I really ain't really started really like driving, driving until like my 11th grade year. Mm. So <laughs> I remember, man, um, me and one of my homeboys, and we still close friends to this day. Um, we would leave and go to like on Saturdays. We'll go Fridays. We we'll go to the football game. We'll leave there and go to like um, what's the name of that spot? Wings Plus over in Midfield. Mm. We'll hang out over there. Saturday, we'll go to, uh, what was it? Club Infinity. Yeah. Club La Casino. Yeah, them were the days, man. And then, you know, I was a, if anybody tell you they they won no hoe in high school, they they stupid, man. Okay. Like, yeah, I was a true slut in True hoe. Yeah, Shout I, out to the hoes. Yeah, like, I'm not ashamed to say it, but. Yeah. That was before I met um my baby moms. Okay. Yeah, so when I got, you know, when I had my, my first child out of high school, I was like, I kind of slowed down then. Okay. Okay. Then reality started to set in, man. You had to get real, like life had well, to get real. I had to get real, but I didn't let it stop me from the fact of me wanting to go to college. Yeah. Because I knew what I wanted to do in my life. Okay. Like I knew, I knew I wanted to get out of Birmingham. That's that's a common theme around town, like getting well, out of the city. I feel like college helped me become a man. Mm-hmm. Because when you're away from your parents, you don't have anybody to depend on but yourself. Okay. So when you get into a situation, it's like you got a cell phone, but it's like mommy and daddy can't. It'll take them two, three hours to get to you. 
Yeah. So when I got caught up in situations, it was like nobody was there to help me other than, because I didn't really have many friends in college, like honestly. I yeah. probably only had like two real friends. The DJ? That's You'd be surprised. Yeah. I, I really ain't start DJing. Like my college years of DJing didn't really start until my junior year. Mm -hmm. And this is around, oh. This was around 2010, I think. No, no. I finished 2010, so this was around okay. 2000 and I would say 2008. Oh wait, okay. that's when I that's when I finished. So, yeah, that's I had, but you know, I had female. I had a lot of female friends in college, a lot of those, and I was in a car club too. So I had homeboys, but I use that word friend like very randomly. Like I don't just call anybody a friend because you have to bring something to the table. And you have to make sacrifices to be called a friend. That's okay. kind of how I look at all of that. So I had associates, but like real true homeboy type friends, I only had two, mm. really two. And the DJing thing was just more so, that came about when I got my own, 08 was in college when I first got my first apartment. Okay. And at the time I was DJing full time. And, and then, yeah, and my folks still gave me an allowance. I'm not ashamed, I'm not ashamed to say that I had like, was it like a hundred dollars a month? Yeah, listen. <laughs> but at the same time, I had a car. Yeah, I had a place to lay my head. I had an income coming in. I was DJing. I wasn't doing like the big stuff, but uh, majority of my gigs came from Alabama A&M. Mm. I used to be up there on campus with. Um, and you went to UAH. Yeah, that is rare. That's rare. Yeah, it's rare because I, and I kind of I tell anybody, there's nothing wrong with going to a predominantly white college campus. Oh yeah. There's nothing wrong with going to a college like that, but. I kind of feel like an HBCU is is good in a sense because it gives you a chance to really brand yourself amongst African Americans from all over. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I'm at a standstill now because I've I've got my degree, and my college doesn't even book me to come back. Mm -hmm. Right. You ain't, but you UAH is really not. You know what I'm saying? We we not even gonna get well, into this. Well, it was. I didn't have any issues up there. It yeah. was. It was more so. UAH is cool. They. Fire basketball team. Yeah. Like, you know. UH is known for, they have a good nursing program. Mm -hmm. They have a good um, engineering program. Yeah. And a good basketball program. We never, we don't have a football team. Yeah. So, I got the short end of the stick because, you know, UH is known for, you get your work. Yeah. But I said, okay, when I want to party and do dumb shit, you got AM right down the street. Right down the street. Right and then you got Oakwood, uh, Seven Day Adventist College. Shout out to Oakwood. They mm -hmm. um they right up the way. Oakwood. I never right. heard of Oakwood. Oakwood, man, is look into it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, if you if you ever get kids and they say they wanna go to college in Huntsville, like, yeah, go. Go to AM. Go to UH. And you got three colleges. You got one here, UH here, Oakwood over here. Mm, like a triangle. Yeah, it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And Huntsville is either straight, left, right, or back. It's exactly. like it's like no circles. It's just here, Huntsville here, here. Huntsville is booming now, right about now. The the movement is coming. Like well, Huntsville is good in my opinion for people that want to do that. They, they're looking for jobs. Mm, word. It's booming in that area now. I haven't music scene wise. Um, there's some dope artists coming out of there. Um, TC Gambino. Mm. Um, of Money is one. Um, Trans Lee is one. Trans Lee, um, I heard of Trans Lee. Yeah, Cordell is one. My, who else is up there? I don't want to forget anybody's names, but it's some 
There's some dope ass artists up there, man. Coming out of Huntsville. Yeah, man. Huntsville, Huntsville shows love. Like, we love Huntsville chicks, by the way. Uh, okay, so around this time, it's like over 2010. What's what's the soundtrack to your life, like, around this time? I see, you, I see you mess with Meek a lot. And that's kind of rare for, like, Southern people. Like, I'm a Meek fan. I'm a Meek Abbey. Meek Mill. Yeah. <laughs> that's really my guy. So, so, so what's the question again? What's what now? Um... Now, what are you listening to around this time? Uh, right now? No, I'm around this time, like 2010. 2011, 2010. Because um, you're still in Huntsville around this time. Well, I had graduated. Okay. Uh, I finished uh, 2010 in December. And you stayed or you left? Uh, shit, I was ready to go, bro. Okay. Wasn't nothing up yeah. there for me, dog. Smallest, yeah. yeah. Wasn't nothing up there. I, I came home and didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, music-wise. 2010? 2010, December. Okay. Yeah, fall. So when I got home... Um, well, to ask you a question, what I was listening to around the time, um, shit, damn, that's a good question. 2010, I was ba I was bumping definitely Jeezy, mm -hmm. a lot of Lil Wayne shit. Um, that's a good ass question. I didn't go back that far. True. Uh, that's when that's yeah. when Rich Kids. That's when a lot yeah. of the college music was in. Travis Porter. Mm -hmm. That's when all that shit was in. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So after that, you know, so you came back to the city. What were you? Were you? Uh, were you stationed at? Like, were you? Um, because well, when I finished, when I come back. Yeah. When you uh, came back, did you come back to the same house you were born in? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I okay. came back right to mom and dad house. Where is that? Is that on, on the west side? Or <laughs> on West Side Fairfield, okay. Glen, Glen Oaks. Okay. I was in that area. So okay. when I came back home, um, like I said, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do, and I knew um, my pops used to always stress going to the military. Mm. And at first it was a good idea, mm -hmm. but only thing that was on my mind was music. Yeah, that's all I knew. I mean, I got a degree. I knew how to market myself. I knew a little bit about a management and how to do the basic stuff to start your business up. But I didn't have the end. I didn't have the the networking skills that I have now. So when yeah. I got home, it was like I had a job. Speaking at, of that, speaking that. of that though. <laughs> Man, New Era really has his ear out for like uh, the hottest out there. What, what's your relationship with uh, YBN and that connection? YBN Amir? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm connected to him through his manager, Guns. Okay, uh, that's my boy. Okay, I've never met YBN. Okay. Never met him. Um, I've never even talked to him on the phone before. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wrote him on Twitter and he's shot it. He's retweeted some on Twitter. But uh, yeah. Yeah, if he ever come this way, he gotta come see me. He definitely has to. I, he I has agree. to come. I mean, he has to come sit down. Yeah, he got study on that that case uh, myself. Yeah, he gotta come sit down and talk. And get a great interview with him. He's very, he's very talented. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely respect what he's done. Um, and to be from here, yeah, it says a whole lot because it says that if I can make it, you guys can make it. But yeah. all it takes is really one record because that's what really gave him that boost. Yeah. That one record and then that social media just kind of gave it that edge. And now he over in California, man, living. Yeah, he, he actually talks like he's from California. We ain't even gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that a little later. But uh, but back to the networking though. You said you you um you learned uh, networking when you came back. Yeah, I learned how to network. Um, I started the mixtapes real heavy. Okay. Um, my site came out, uh, livemixtapes.com. Okay, and 
they just didn't give anybody accounts, so you had to have something special. And when they gave me an account, I was like, okay, this guy telling me, okay, this is a, this is what this is what's gonna happen next. Let me give you this account. Now you go out there and do what you gotta do. So when he gave me the account, mm -hmm. I was already putting out mixtapes in college. Now these are live mixtapes. These are just like Spinrilla, like is yeah, it's kind of like kind of like Spinrilla, my mixtapes. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what you see with all the other sites now, that Piff. But you know, that Piff being the first mixtape site to really give artists a platform. Yeah, and then live mixtapes. And then you got Spinnerella, and okay. then you got my mixtape. So they in that brand. Yeah. Okay. And my and live mixtapes kind of took it above and beyond of what that Piff did, and just gave it a little more kick. And it made artists pay attention a lot more. So when they gave me a site, when they gave me a chance to upload my tapes, mm -hmm. that's what kind of helped me develop my brand because my tapes were getting like eighty thousand to a hundred thousand views in like three weeks, mm. right off of mixtapes. Heavy, so, heavy exactly. talk. Exactly. So. Heavy talk. So when that happened, it was like, I was like, damn, okay. So now I'm able to upload tapes and grind it. Yeah. And nope, people knew me for just being a mixtape DJ. They never knew me from being just an all-around DJ. Yeah. So. But the ones don't know the difference. What's what's the difference between a mixtape DJ and an all-around DJ? Uh, a mixtape DJ only does basically mixtape. Mixtape. It just puts out records on CDs at mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. All around DJ, uh, somebody that does clubs, mm -hmm. radio, mm -hmm. mixtapes, uh, he travels, does private events, yeah. he does interviews, yeah. all of this. Envy, I'm telling you, Envy is a perfect example. Yeah, he's a, yeah, Envy's a good example of that. Uh, DJ Drama. Drama. Uh, Funk Flex. Funk. Uh, Kid Capri is a damn good example. Yeah, the kid. And, yeah, Jazzy. Then those are like my top five right there. Okay. Close to my top five. And Jazzy Jeff is a good example. Okay. We yeah. just heard... DJ New Era Top 5. Word too. But not, okay, so uh, the mixtape got you got you a little buzz mm -hmm. around the city. And let me see, around this time, is it is it 2012-ish? Does it take some time? Uh, Did you have to stay down? Shit, it, it jumped pretty fast. Because, you know, a lot of mixtapes was hot. And mm -hmm. they still hot now because yeah. at the time, everybody wanted to have a mixtape on their site. Mm. So when, when you find out, okay, who's the guys in Alabama that got uploads to live mixtapes? And at the time, it was only um, DJ Frank White had an upload. That's my brother. Okay. So my, Logo? Nah, he's Montgomery. Montgomery, okay. Montgomery, good dude, man. Real good dude. Okay. Um, and I had, a, I had a chance to upload tapes. So everybody was just running. It was like going here, going there. And at the time, I'm fighting this battle with my dad about military and all this other stuff. But at the same time, I just knew that I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I had to show my pops that this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So mixtapes gave me the platform to build a brand. Yeah. Now here you got these mixtapes and I'm pressing up two, 300 copies of, out of my own money, going to different clubs, different venues saying, hey, I'm a DJ. What can I take to get in here and DJ? Because I knew how to DJ. I wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say I'm the best DJ out here now, but mm -hmm. I know how to do my job. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, Okay, I can do mixtape. The first club to give me my shot was uh, Club Flight. Mm -hmm. and from, that local? From, yeah, was local. It was over there by uh, Parker High School. Okay, Club Flight, yeah. okay. It, it, it was a hole in the wall, but that bitch used to jump. Yeah. And I was doing open mics. Smithfield area? Yeah. Okay. In that area right there. It used to jump. Shout out to Smithfield. So I was doing that for about, about a year. Mm-hmm. And man, I was making crumbs. I was making like, like forty dollars a night, man. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm not ashamed to say that. Yeah. Because you got to start somewhere. You got to stay down. Right. So $40 a night, I was in there every Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay. And at the time, the mixtapes, I was getting like five, 600 a mixtape to host for an artist. So mm -hmm. I was getting like probably three of those a month. Right. So yeah. it kind of just weighed out like, okay, $40 a night compared to six, $700, $500 a tape. And I'm getting three of those. Yeah. So when I was in Club Flight, um, a guy by the name of Jermaine, who owns um, The Vault, shout out to The Vault. Yeah. Uh, he came in there, heard me DJ, and it was like, yo, my people's opening up a new spot, man. You know, I want to get you in there. I like how you rocking. Mm -hmm. So I went in there and, and uh, I met Mimi. And Mimi is, uh, Mimi is real cool, real cool. Love her to death. Mm. She gave me an opportunity and shit, bro, the rest. History from there, like first club, boom, rocking. Yeah. And then um the platinum came, ninety five seven jams opened up the door and gave me a job. Mm -hmm. I seen it. Um uh you being with one oh four point one, that's uh definitely like competition. But a city, uh, you know, ninety five and one oh four go at it. Yeah, they and they uh, ninety five was Summit Media, right? Yeah, this radio yeah, Summit Media and Jam and the beat is uh, Our Heart Base. Yeah, Our Heart, yeah. Yeah, so jams don't know this, but at the time, I was a mix show DJ. Uh, DJ Sirius gave him my opportunity, and I love him to death for that opportunity because he was like, I'm going to put you on air. Boom. First DJ ever to give me opportunity. I heard that. You're not the first one to say Sirius yeah. is a good dude. Yeah, he's good, man. He's a good dude. Yeah. So he put me on, and um, that's what, and at the time, I was already building a relationship with the beat. Mm -hmm. I had already knew people up here. I had already knew people at iHeart. They say 95 is shiesty. We just gonna keep it a bean on this podcast. Shit, bro. bro. We ain't even gonna, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, I'm just saying it to say like. It, it's, it's a friendly competition. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a job. At the end of the day, everybody wants to be number one. Yeah. So it's about what you do in the community that really makes you number one. Word. It's not about the music you play. Because we play the same thing. We may play something different than what they play. It's about how you connect with your listeners. Mm. That's what I believe what makes you number one. Mm. Not how many events you can pull up to and have your truck out there. Ooh. It's really about how you connect in the community. Yeah. And Jams does a good job at that. I'm not going to front. They mm -hmm. do a good job at it. But um, I quit 95.7 because I didn't want to be just a mix show DJ. Mm. They were trying to put you in the box. Well, it wasn't no growing room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kept telling me, I'm not going to call no names, but people kept telling me to be patient. And I'm like, man, I wasn't hearing that. Yeah. Because here I am with, with so many ideas and what I want to do, and I felt like the, the opportunity wasn't going to come at being at 95. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I quit. And... And this is around what time? What this was around 2015. 15 okay. 15, 16. 15, 16, okay. I, I want to say 16. I quit and I went to a station called 99.9 The Plug. It's a digital station. Okay. And. Is that a. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Plug, the plug Network. The Plug Shout Network. The plug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was called 99.9 before. Like DJ Cuz. How did you get that one? <laughs> Uh, snap. Uh, Troy, a guy by the name of Troy, mm -hmm. um, he used to always be around the city pumping his artists. 
And um Do you have a label? I don't know what Troy got going on. I ain't talked to Troy in so long. Yeah. I really don't know. But uh he was like, Yeah, I got this new station, man. I'm willing to pay you to do your job. You know, you just gotta quit where you at and come work for me. Mm, just like so, that. Right. So I'm a God fearing man. So at the time I prayed on it. And one thing I learned about this career, in order to grow, you have to be put in uncomfortable positions and you gotta take risk. You have to take risks. So at the time, I was like, man, Jams ain't trying to do nothing but just use me as a, they just trying to get me to be a mixed show DJ. Yeah. But I already knew I wanted to be, I wanted to be something bigger than that. Yeah. I wanted to be something greater than a mixed show DJ. Yeah. So at the time you got this guy saying, look, we'll pay you almost a thousand dollars every two weeks. I give you your own show. You could be your own boss. I'm like, shit, let's do it. So this, I, I, this is that plug, right? This is that plug. So I quit jams, and a lot of people was mad, but I never understood why. Yeah. Because you know, they getting checks. I wasn't getting shit. I was just in, you know. And Troy did say something to me that stood out. He asked me if I wanted to be famous or I wanted to be successful, and I told him I wanted to be successful. He was like, good answer, because famous people, some famous people out here broke. Word. And it's just real talk. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to make you successful. And I'm like, man, okay. So I get over there. And don't get me wrong, the station, it was a full-fledged station. They had mics. Yeah, I I seen all... If you you go to the uh, Instagram page, uh, was it The Plug? Back then, I don't know where the network, I don't know where it is now, but the old station in Hoover, they had a room... You had five mics, you had a board, yeah. you had everything you needed to run a whole radio station. Yeah. And you had a PD that knew how to rig a lot of shit. Mm. So I came in there, man, and and if it wasn't for DJ, DJ Steen showed me a lot of, of how to do radio. Mm. He basically showed me how to do interviews. He showed me how to bring stuff in after the break. He showed me how to work uh, Next Gen, Vox Pro. He showed me how to work a lot of shit that I didn't know how to do. So I respect him for that. But let's keep in mind, that station was paying every two weeks. And, you know, people ask me about my journey all the time, and and they never really ask the right question. So I'm just going to put it out there. What made me quit that station was because I went without pay for about two months. Mm. But at the same time, I'm still showing up to work every day knowing yeah. I haven't been paid. Thorough. And I kept it 100 because me showing up to work, it led to me getting more blessings because mm-hmm. I stayed humble. Even Stay though down. I, yeah, even though I know, man, we probably ain't gonna get paid. But I took advantage of every opportunity. And um, people found out I had my own little show over there. Uh, DJ Scream out of Atlanta was sending artists over to get interviews. And, um, that's how I ran into uh, Lil Mikey and uh, Champagne, the Money Boys, out of uh, Las Vegas. And they came in and was like, yo, we're going to be on Sway in the morning, New Era. It was like, you know, hey, you can come with us. And I'm like, man, whatever. He's like, man, we'll buy your ticket. Mm. So when them guys bought my ticket, man, in New York, I was like, damn, I'm going to go on Sway. So I went on Sway. You seen it. Yeah, I was, and that came from just being at this station, yeah. at, at the plug. At the pl- okay. Right. So when the station folded, I just said, man, F this, I'm finna quit. Like, I got a whole family. And this is around what time? This is around 2018? This, this was around 2018, this Okay. Oh, well, hold on, was it? 2000? No, nah, 2017. 17, okay. I had a whole mortgage family. 
I'm not getting paid. I still had clubs and stuff, but around you know, the city, any radio presence for like two months, and then out of nowhere, I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> I'm riding the KFC to get me a two piece, mm. <laughs> and the beat called me and was like, "We got a spot open for a mixer, and it's gonna pay you. And you'll be on air five days a week, mixing, and we'll pay you." And right then and there, I was like, wow, God is, like, real. Because I had been asking him to put me with a bigger brand. In position. Yeah, and to be able to brand myself with another brand that's already branded. Mm. Just bring something to the table, so. Yeah, and you can't ask for nothing better than 104. You, you can't, man. I and, mean, when, uh, what was that, 2013 when uh, Breakfast Club became syndicated? Yeah. That was big. That was big, man. man. I, was, I was hot on them, uh, I want to say, when I was in college. Around two thousand twelve ish through two thousand fourteen ish. Dope, dope, dope. But yeah. Dope. So when they gave me that shot, man, it's like I've been learning and whatever and everything I learned at the plug, I brought it over here. And it was kinda like I had a jump start. The radio voice was there from doing so many mixtapes. Yeah. From talking on mixtapes and hosting mixtapes. You already had a voice that was being built. So it was kinda like God was God was training me to be this 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 figure for a later on presence. And it took uh it took about six years, seven years for it to show. So when I got on mic here and was doing my show here, it was kinda like, well damn, all we gotta do is really just coach you a little bit more because your voice is already there. Yeah. So yeah man, that's that's really how it happened, bro. And here I am now, like, and I'm still learning. Yeah. Like, you never stop learning, man. It's definitely new era season out here, man. Man, I ain't nobody. Chill, chill. He's a heavy hitter out here. I'm not going to lie. I, I had no, to get this interview locked in. I ain't in. nobody, man. I had to get this interview locked in. Who who, who, um, who do you listen to? Um, Artist-wise right now? Artist-wise right now. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, Common? Common. Common's Lo nice. Common is nice. Logic? You hear his new album? Oh, man. Dude, have I? It's on repeat. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite uh, cuts off that jump? The new album I like the cut he got with um, what's it? What's his name? BJ BJ Chicago kid. That okay. Cut. I like the cut he got with Jill Scott. Oh, man, it's don't get me these. I'm bad with names. I feel you. I, I fuck with the uh, Daniel Caesar one. Ah, yeah. Her love. I yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit's nice. But you know your shit. You yeah. know your stuff. Okay. Come on, bro. Uh, Logic is in my top. Big Sean. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I like Logic. You like Logic? Man, what? Dude, I, Logic, people don't know, man. Like, Logic is so creative with his words. Mm -hmm. The only artist that I know that can actually compete with Eminem on a record, literally, and that can rap that fast pace that Eminem can rap. Yeah. I don't see nobody else that can deliver like that. Yeah. And it sounds good. I like I like his mafia shit, his mixtape shit. Uh what was that? Uh Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino shit. Yeah, yeah, I with that. yeah. I yeah. Uh, and I listen to uh, Rhapsody. I'm a huge fan of Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love her music. She's a great, great person. She has a great soul. Um, that's really it. I don't really, like... If you can I, give me your top five. Top five artists out right now? Yeah. We talking hip-hop or we talking just everyday shit that I hear on radio? We'll go hip-hop and R&B. Uh, top five artists out right now. Let's, let's go from five on down. I had to put Big Sean at number five. Okay, these are these are in order. Yeah, this is in okay. order. So Big Sean at number five. Okay. Um, Rap City at number four. Mm -hmm. Uh, three I would have to say would be Logic. Mm -hmm. Uh, two, 
would be common. Mm-hmm. And number one, man, that's I'm gonna have to put J Cole in there, man. I'm gonna have to put Cole in there. I respect dog. that. I'm gonna have to, man. I respect that. I respect that. Cole Cole had a nice year this year. I think yeah, Cole was nice, time. man. Cole yeah. was nice. What was your favorite? I, after um the run he just had, what was your favorite verse that he from, did from J Cole? Yeah. Ah uh, man, you gonna make me go deep into that. That Bobble boat. I'm telling you. I like that record. Uh, Neighbors. Neighbors. Neighbors think I'm selling dope. That was off. Okay, for your eyes on. Yeah. That was nice. Classic that was nasty. Yeah, that was yeah. nasty. That was a true radio song. And honestly, believe it or not, you play that shit in, the, in one of these trap clubs out here, yo. Mm-hmm. You gonna get a reaction to that shit. Yeah. Like people like people was rap that shit word for word. Oh yeah. Like that was a dope record, man. What's your set like? Um. Let me see my DJ sets. Yeah, and does it does it really matter if wherever you at? Like, say you at a at a wedding, would you play the same stuff you would play at like a party? It all depends. It all um, depends. Do you judge a crowd? Or? Hell yeah, that shit matters, man. If you hear a DJ say he just get up there and play, he crazy. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to read the crowd. Um, my sets normally when I'm doing weddings, let's say weddings, mm-hmm. um, I have to I have a build up point, and weddings have let's say three parts. You have a, a ceremony when, you, when you're saying I do, mm-hmm. and then you have the the reception eating part. Mm-hmm. And then in that eating part, you got actual parts. You got first dance, mother and daughter dance, father, daughter dance, yeah. all that good stuff. And then you got the turn up part. Yeah, the turn up. I'm right. So turn up. ceremony is like jazz. And then you got songs the couples want to hear to walk out to. Mm-hmm. Boom. Then the eating part, you got fillers. So that's your Jill Scott, mm. your, your throwback love songs. Mm-hmm. And then you can play, you know, some, a couple of upbeat R&B records that are throwback. Yeah. And then after you get all that out the way, you got the turn up shit. Mm-hmm. So you got your... Your Megs. Yeah, you got your future. Mm-hmm. You got all that good stuff. But that's basically if, if you're reading that crowd. Now, when I'm doing like private parties, it's based off the age. I go off your age. Um, club sets... It depends on where I'm at. Yeah. If I'm in the hood, shit. You can't no such thing as an R&B record unless it's something that's hot. Yeah. Like a Jaquees or a Trey Songz record. But hood shit. Fuck with Queez. His new album was straight. Queez. He had a lot of his. He had, he had some DJ spins. Did some good production on that album. It was dope. You fuck with Queez. Yeah, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. I don't think he the king R and B. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You be talking that's, heavy. That shit ain't. That shit ain't true. Cause you you got sir, man. It's so the R and B lane. I'm telling you. But well, Chris another. Brown runs the R and B lane. I will agree with that. Chris I Brown is the king, in my that. opinion. Like anytime he puts out a record, it's number one. It's hot. It's hot. So that song, Heat, shit is killing the radio right now. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, but club wise, sets are more like Webby, Jeezy, Gotti, the usual shit. Man. The usual. Yeah. Albums of the year. Uh, ooh. Give me three. Three albums of the year. I would have to say Rhapsody Eve mm. was a classic. Mm. We talking 2019, right? Yeah, 2019. This year. This past ooh, year. Oh shit! I want to prepare for these questions. Um, we got another. Um, Logic's new album. I can't think of the name of it right now. Don't quote me on that. Logic. Uh, His new album that had um Gucci Man on it. Mm. He had Wiz on it. Um, is it everybody dies? That ain't that one. Nah, I ain't. Uh, I had to go look it up, man. I yeah. had to look it. But Logic's new album, so that's one album. Okay. That's two albums. That's two. Um, 
And that Dreamville. That Dreamville. Yeah, that album was dope. That's Had right. a lot of dope artists on that album, man. So yeah, those are three. And then I, I got to throw Purple Haze too in them. Because Cam did have some good shit on that album that I actually liked, yeah. That was dope, yeah, dope album. I gotta, I gotta listen to it again. I do gotta digest it. <laughs> but no, that's crazy. Okay, okay. What shit, uh, DJ New Era? How did you get your name? Uh, the name originated from wearing hats. I wear like a lot of, at the time, I wore like a lot of fitted caps. Damn. Yeah, that was in college. Yeah. And um, people just said, man, your name DJ Fitty Cap. And I ran with it and I mm-hmm. put that on the mixtape and the name was too long. Yeah. So I was like, I got to shorten it up. So when I opened up the hat and saw the New Era tag, I said, oh, that's DJ New Era. That's it right there. And I'm going to run with that. And so I've been running with it, man. And plus it sounds, it's professional. Yeah, that's what it's It sounds professional, man. It sounds like you can, you can sell New Era Anywhere, like future. Yeah, like yeah, anywhere. You can go from... It's always the future. You it's can always go the new era. Corporate, yeah. hood, mm-hmm. and kids. Mm. You can sell it all Probably three ways. Exactly. You can put the name on, on the billboard, New Era. Yeah. Like, oh, we got New Era coming to the club. Now, who the fuck is New Era? Who is New Era? All right, you got me in the background with a trench coat on, with a hat on, looking fly. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a start. Bang. Other than music, uh, you into sports? What are your interests? Um, sports. I like NBA. NBA. I mean, I'm on to the NBA more than anything. Yeah, I'm doing a case study on the relationship between basketball and rap. Mm. That shit is like because you, you got know, artists, you got NBA rappers trying to rap now. Man, like. they want to be us. What Drake said? Because we want to be them, they want to be us. Exactly. Shit like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> True words, man. Two words. I'm a Lakers fan, so. Oh shit. Yeah, so that's how that. Yeah, I, I put that out there, y'all. Oh shit. Is LA gonna do their thing this year? What's up, like, bro? We lost to the Clippers twice. Yeah. And we can beat everybody else, but we can't beat them. Yeah. And LeBron was healthy on Christmas night. He was healthy the first game. Yeah. The first game they didn't even have um what's his name over there playing? What's that guy name? AD, not AD. Um, the Lakers, the Clippers didn't have um what's the shooting guard name? Oh, you talking about Kawhi? Not Paul Not George. Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah. They didn't have Paul George. Easy. And we still lost. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Christmas night, they had the whole squad. And we lost by what? Eight points? Yeah. So I'm like, dude, but everybody else, we be beating their ass. Yeah. But I believe the Lakers, I believe LeBron is just getting us to a point. And I believe that pace will slow down after All-Star break because mm. he's going to go into playoff mode. Playoff mode. And I believe that we're, we're going to come out in the number one seed. And the Clippers are going to probably be at number two or number three. Mm. But I don't see any anybody in the West. I don't see. That's probably it. The Clippers is probably the only threat. Now, coming out of the East, well, no, nah, because the West got Dallas, right? Yeah, the West, I think, I think Dallas. So he's a threat. I got to believe Dallas is yeah, a threat. Dallas on the West because um, <laughs> Dallas always plays San Antonio in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, Dallas Man. is on the West. Small world, man. Small world. Um, what last question? I'm gonna leave it at this. Um, for 2020, like looking at uh 2020 as like a on a vision board. What do you What do you see for 2020 for DJ? Miller? Um, I see more opportunities out of the state. Okay. I see an opportunity overseas. I will agree. The state. What 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 do you think on the um the states? Um, uh, hip hop. Birmingham? Yeah, as as a like looking at it like as a hip hop city. Um 
It's, it's good. like your Philadelphia's compared to what we obviously we're not as big, but right. compared to like um your Atlanta's, your Chicago's, your Oh man, they gotta come see us, man. These you tell these A and R's, they can't over they can't not skip us. Yeah. Because our our record our from a radio point of view, mm-hmm. from a DJ's point of view, mm-hmm. our spins matter. Yeah. Because you need smaller markets too, man. Because these artists because we listen to the music. And they're going to want to know which records are hot. And promoters do ask us who's hot out here. So uh, as far as coming through the town to do shows and stuff, yeah. Speaking of that, what what were your views on the Summer Walker cancellation? Man, sh- something ain't right in her head. Yeah. That's that's how I took that. Like, yeah. something ain't right. Like, was, you, was you all there for, for the whole— Honestly, I was doing my best to get—I wanted, I wanted to interview her. Yeah. So when and when I heard she counseled it, I was like, damn, yo, really? Yeah. It kind of took me by surprise. But, you know, I don't know if she's going through mental illness or not. And if she is, that shit is real. Yeah. I pray for her. Agreed. Right. So I can't knock her because anybody to turn down a tour and you got some hot ass records out here, something ain't right. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I say it was more um label push to do that. Because I, I feel as though uh I'm looking at the numbers. Our first week was like one thirty five. Mm. So uh, it's it's more of a label thing, dog. Something ain't right with yeah. it, dog. That's how I look at all that, bro. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, just just me myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Looking outside, looking in. But yeah. Mm. But for 2020, man, this is uh DJ New Era. Yo. Thank you, man. Thank it's you. It's all love, man. man. Edit this thing all right, man. Send me the link. Let's put it out, man. Um, anybody that's listening, man, um, it's Three keys to success that I go by. One, you got to have God. Two, you got to be patient. And three, you got to be aggressive. Because nobody's going to wait on you. Like, time is ticking. So if you're an artist, if you do your own business, if you got those three keys on down pat, sky's the limit. And you got to take those risks, man. Yeah. Can't play it safe. Because when you're self-employed, because I'm self-employed for... I would say 70% of my income. Mm. Right. And then the other rest comes from working for our heart. You don't got a team? Yeah, I got a team. I got my people, man. Yeah. Um, Fit Catlow Movement, um, that's my company. Um, what can my, people reach you? Uh, social media. Uh, I'm mainly on Instagram a lot. I'm on everything, but Instagram is like my my biggest draw. So I think you Insta- got like a thousand pictures on IG. Man, bro, one thing I learned about that social media, bro, you got to be on that shit, bro. Yeah. You got to be on it because the people are watching, bro. Yeah. So any chance I get, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm posting, I'm aggressive because I want people to see that this is the steps that I'm taking to build up this brand. And it's built from ground up. I don't have a major artist under my belt. I don't have anybody put me on tour with them. Like everything you see is came from God, bro. Yeah. And that's just real talk. Yeah. And it's not no no hate to anybody else that that does have those things. If you got it, that's good, and I'm happy for you. But I'm I'm truly a self made businessman. That's how I really look at all of this, bro. So if you got those keys, man, I don't see where you can go wrong unless you're just lazy. Cause mm-hmm. I get up every day at five a.m. I'm up every day at five a.m. unless I work the night before. Then I'm up at eight. But every day I'm up at five a.m. Gym. When I'm leaving the gym. I'm going straight to the studio and I'm brainstorming on how can I be greater? How can I be great at what I do? Because you have to do so much more than just DJ. Anybody can DJ now. So you have to figure out 
what makes you different from the next DJ? Mm -hmm. What are you doing that makes you stand out more than this DJ? Like, that's how I look at it. Yeah. So, and it's very competitive, and I like it because it keeps you on your toes, man. Yeah. Right. I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. New Era, man. What What can people go see the... Uh, is the the interviews the uh, interviews yeah the interviews are at uh at New Era TV New Era uh, TV uh, right. go to YouTube and just search New Era TV and subscribe to that channel yeah and um I got a lot more lined up bro it's a lot more I'm not it's, gonna speak on but it's coming though uh, it's coming it's coming. <laughs> we stand down for that 2020 man look people make New Year's Eve resolutions I don't believe in making none of that shit Thanks. just work just work man yeah because everybody say I want to do this in 2020. I'm going to do this. And I'm like, yo, the best moves are moves you don't speak on to the public. Agreed, man. You just do it. Like, yeah. and notice, I don't, one thing I've started to do, if I got something big coming up, I won't post about it until the day of. Yeah. I don't, day. yeah, I don't just make continuous posts, like, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. I don't do that, man. Instagram blowing up right now as we speak. Yo. Oh, my, you good. New era, man, new era. Thanks for having me, dog. Appreciate you, man. It's Thank all you. love, man.